Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast brought to you by MSW Nutrition. My name's Allison here in Austin, Texas with you and your co-hosts for this show as always are Jonathan Mendoza at Nurse Doza on Instagram and Baldo Garza at Tex-Mex Yogi on Instagram. The two of them are the co-founders of MSW Nutrition and we record at MSW Vitamin Lounge in Westlake Hills. We're very excited about today's guest. She does a lot of really cool things for the community and for health. But before I introduce her, this podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com. So today's guest is uh, Leslie Rangel. Uh, I believe I'm saying that right. (laughs) Uh, Her maiden name was uh, Leslie Garfias, and she is a news anchor on Fox 7 Austin, which is our local Fox station here in the Central Texas area near Austin. Um, She also calls herself the news yogi. So she's got her 500-hour yoga certification, and she is just an all-around badass, quite honestly. I'm very happy we got her on the show. She's been uh, exercising extra precautions, of course, as a news anchor and someone who needs to be doing her job right now during the COVID season. So uh, we did this episode via Zoom, but we're very lucky to have her on the show. And here is Leslie Rangel on the How Do You Health podcast. Awesome. Well, hey guys, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. Uh, we are here interviewing Leslie Ronhell. She's a news anchor for Fox here in Austin. And uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're connecting via Zoom because these are the times. And, uh, and then we have Nurse Doza here. We're going to be talking some health and I'm Tex-Mex Yogi. So we'll, let's get this uh, party started. So Leslie, where are you from actually? So I am originally from Dallas, the Dallas area. Um, I'm first generation Mexican-American. So my parents are from 
Mexico and Guatemala, and um, I'm a big Dallas girl. I, I love the Dallas Cowboys, Mavericks, and that's home. <laughs> but I love Austin, too. So you're a big Mavs fan, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a big Spurs fan. And um, I, I lived in Dallas, and I loved going to any chance I had to a Spurs-Mavs game. Especially <laughs> Dallas, because I would wear a Spurs jersey, and it would piss people off so bad. I loved it. It was a good rivalry, right? It's a good rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I lived in Dallas, too, for a little bit. I lived over by White Rock Lake, and mm -hmm. uh, it was cool because you got to go outside and do a bunch of stuff. And yeah. Dallas is cool because um, it's kind of a smaller big city, like right? Like the city limits really aren't that big. Yeah. Uh, but so you grew up in Dallas, and you went to school, Texas. You decided, hey, I'm gonna just like I'm gonna be a newscaster. Like I'm just like I'm gonna do that now. Yeah, what is that process yeah. like? Yeah, so that process um, for me it started in high school. Uh, I went to high school when I was little. We moved around a lot, and so one of the last places we moved was a a small suburb that's south of Dallas called Red Oak. I'm sure nobody's heard of it. It's I, a north of Waxahachie. <laughs> But uh, they had, um, I, you know, was the new kid. I was trying to fit in. And they had uh, this organization called Hawkeye News. And I still remember her to this day. And I think she ended up moving to Round Rock. Um, but she was my Spanish teacher. Her name is Rachel Forty. And I remember her telling me, you know, Leslie, you have a really good speaking voice. You should try out for our school newscast. Because um, I think we need more Latinos in news. And I was mortified. I was like, why are you calling on me? I'm just very shy. And I was like, okay. And really thought nothing of it. Um, and so, you know, she's a teacher, always encouraging. And she put like the flyer or something in my folder to like take home. I was maybe a freshman in high school or something. Um, and so that must have been like midweek. And then that Saturday was when those auditions were. And I remember totally last minute, I told my mom, I was like, mom, can you take me to this thing? And so I went, I auditioned, and I joined Hawkeye News as their uh, crime reporter. And so I was doing stories on like locker room safety and how to make sure that your money wasn't getting stolen out of your locker. That's and, cool. That's yeah. Cool. So from there, it just kind of progressed, and I never really saw... Um, myself doing anything more until I got to college, um, which we'll get there, I'm sure. But, but yeah, it, it's been a journey. And now I've been in the industry since 2012. So eight years this July. Oh, uh, you're a seasoned veteran now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So this is, this is a cool career to have because not too many people would say they can do this, right? I, I would like to say so, yes. It's, it's a lot more than just, you know, being on TV. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's journalism. And I think especially right now in these times that, that we're in, um, you know, as journalists kind of leading up to this, we've gotten a lot of slack um, and, and just negativity on, on what our intention is. And I think um, it's really important to differentiate that local journalists, we're part of the community. You know, we're the people who are living here in this community with you. You know, our agenda is only to tell the facts and to make sure that our community is informed. So, um, 
You know, I, I, th I think that's an important thing to differentiate is we're, we're local journalists. Hey there, Vitamizers. Thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast. I hope you're enjoying the show. Wanted to pop in really quickly and let you know that if you're listening to this show during the month of May, uh, this episode is technically airing on April 29th, but if you're listening from April 29th through the end of May, we have an amazing deal on our website called the Metabolic Bundle. Now, the Metabolic Bundle is a combination of three of our supplements at MSW Nutrition. We have MSW Nutrition. Nutrition Zen, which is our adrenal supplement. It gives you support to your adrenal glands so that you're not overstressing them, you're not running your body down with those excess stress hormones, and clearing that out and supporting the adrenals really helps you to sleep better, helps your body to recover quicker, and when you sleep better and you're recovering quicker, it makes weight loss easier. Once we've set those adrenals in place, the liver love can come in and help clear out your liver. So this is your second stack uh, vitamin in the pack, your liver love love, Slenderella Liver Love. It's still called Slenderella. <laughs> and uh, this one is all about targeting the liver. So think about an air filter and how when it gets dirty, it's harder to clean the air. Uh, and then once you clean the air filter out, you're good to go. That's how your liver works. Your liver is the body's number one detox organ. And when the liver gets too clogged, it's hard for the body to get rid of those toxins, which can then cause the body to hold on to excess estrogen, meaning it's harder to burn fat cells. So taking the liver love with the Zen really helps complement each other nicely. Last but not least, we have our weight loss capsules, also by Slenderella, and these target the body's own fat tissues to use them as fuel. So you take these guys right after you eat, they help curb your hunger, and they force your body to burn its own fat for fuel. Combining the three of these is a metabolic pack like we've never sold before, and you can get all three of these at a sale price of $149 for the bundle. Check it out below in the show notes, and I hope you guys are having an amazing time listening to the How Do You Health podcast. After I went, um, you know, did the whole Hawkeye News thing, I was like, what am I going to do in college? Um, so I just followed the course and here at UT, I um, joined the broadcast journalism program and that was that. Then started my first job after graduation, so... So wait, when did you, so you moved back to Austin then, right? Where did you go after that? Did you go back to Dallas? Um, after graduation, you mean? Yeah, because you said, because did you just stay here afterwards and just work for the network after that? No, no. So the way um, TV news works, and to some extent, um, newspaper, you've got to go to a really small town and work your way up. So it's, it's very um, rare and it does not happen that anyone who wants to be on camera, um, nobody would start in Austin because uh, you got to go and you, you've got to make your mistakes and, you know, learn different things in uh, what's called your first market. And the way TV works is um, they're all market sizes. And so for example, like market number one is New York City. And that's, um, you know, one of the biggest markets. Austin, it kind of bounces around from 38, 39, 40. And it's based on how many people um, can get like TV, st the TV stations in Austin. And so for reference, I went to market 142, which is Beaumont, Texas. Mm -hmm. um, you've heard of Beaumont. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's where I went. I went to Beaumont, Texas, got my uh, first job there. 
um, two months after graduation. I'd never heard of Beaumont ever. <laughs> and I was like, okay, here I am, small town. Um, but it ended up being great because I met my, uh, I didn't know him at, know at the time, but ended up marrying uh, the my what am I trying to say? Ended up marrying my husband after I met him in Beaumont and he was there for his first job in TV too. So, um, so yeah, Beaumont holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, B-Town. That's cool, man. Yeah. That, that's cool. That's cool. So when you decided that you were going to be a newscaster, you took a job Beaumont, what, I imagine you work your way through the ranks, right? So you kind of like work your way up or so-called you get to a bigger city, right? And so then like Austin comes knocking, right? Right. So like, what was that like? Yeah, well, not quite Austin yet. So I did Beaumont for two years. And from there, I went to Oklahoma City because um, nice. I knew that I wanted to just get better at um, covering uh, breaking news. I was like, well, what better place to cover breaking news than uh, a city that has constant breaking weather news uh, <laughs> in terms of tornadoes and storms and hail and snowstorms. Um, so I feel like Oklahoma City is really where I honed in a lot of my great skills. Um, and, and it was definitely a wonderful place for me. Um, at the time, I don't think I knew it, but even looking back now, I'm like, Oklahoma was such a special place for me, not only for my career, um, but also for my life as a yogi. Um, it just, it's so, it's such a magical place. And I know that's really, really weird to say, being that I, you know, I'm a Texan and I'm a diehard Longhorn, but Oklahoma, it just, I don't know. It was good. It was good. And Wait. so then after that, then I came back to Austin. I was like, I, I need to get back to Texas. So that's when I came back to Austin was a crime reporter in town. Um, I was at KXAN News, was there for a couple years um, and uh, continued, you know, falling in love with Austin and, and yoga life and everything. Um, was there for two years. Then I left to go to Waco. That was the first time I got the opportunity to be on the anchor desk. And I was like, well, I'm either going to continue as a reporter and kind of hone in on that skill, or I'm going to make this big jump um, to the anchor desk. And so I decided that it was going to be best for my career. Went to Waco for two years. Um, my husband did not get a job in Waco. He stayed in Austin. And so after about two years, I was like, okay, I, I want to be with my husband. <laughs> so now I'm back in Austin. I've been here for six months. So that's kind of the life of a, a TV news person. And I'm actually lucky because I've gotten to stay in the Southern region. A lot of my friends, you know, they, they go cross country, East coast, West coast, South, back to the North, like everywhere. So that's nuts. Wait, so tell us about the yoga store. How did you get yeah. into that? That's, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll rewind back to college um, and, and how I found yoga. So before college, my yoga experience was in high school, random. One of our coaches had put on like a yoga video. And I still remember my friend Jennifer and I, we were just laughing at like, what's a warrior like haha <laughs> you know that that was the last experience i've had with it and so i remember in college a friend of mine um she's still one of my best friends she was studying uh to go on to nursing school and 
it was one of those weeks where it was like finals week and we were pulling all-nighters and just very, you know, the very unhealthy college life. Um, I already had not been feeling well that week. And, um, and so she's like, hey, do you want to go to this yoga class with me? I think it'll make you feel better. I was like, I'm not really feeling it, Allie. And she was like, oh, come on, you know, you'll feel great. It's, it's hot yoga. It's Bikram. It's this studio downtown. And, and it's just wonderful. And she finally talks me into it. And um, all I had to eat in that day was like an apple and constant all-nighters and not sleeping because you're studying. So you, you kind of hear where this is going. So I go and I, you know, get to the class, walk into the speaker and studio and it's like packed with people. And I'm like, what is this? But I'm just like, okay, I'm here with my friend. It'll be fine. So we set up our mats and whatever, you know, I still have my, I think it was like a Marshall's 1099 green mat that I had, you know, your first yoga mat that you buy. And, um, and so like, it's really hot in here too, <laughs> but I was like, well, I, you know, I kind of like it. I've, I've never really liked, um, the cold. So I was like, this will be interesting. So we're going through the class and I'm like, okay, this is, you know, pretty empowering. This is cool. And so, you know, we're going through and I'm like, okay, I feel like a warrior, you know, just getting through this class. And at the very end of it, you know, I get through the whole class and everything and she the the instructor says like bow down or something and we were like standing up and she like told us to bow down and then as i'm like bowing down i'm noticing like okay the room's getting a little like blotchy but you know just deep breaths take a deep breath you'll be fine and um and then the next thing i know i like open my eyes my friend is like standing over me she's got a rag and she's like pressing it somewhere like on my face area and chest and i'm like what is going on <laughs> and so i had passed out in my very first speaker room class and i busted my chin open i still have the scar and i always when i started teaching classes i would um you know kind of make that little joke like don't worry it won't be bad you know i passed out in my first yoga class i promise that's not gonna happen to you and so anecdotally when i've taught classes um you know, I, I like to tell that story if I have a lot of beginners. <laughs> I always say, you know, that was the day that I literally fell in love with yoga. <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's pretty, I, so is that what you still practice is Bikram most of the time? No, I, I never went back to that studio again. <laughs> 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 Mainly because, um, I, you know, at the time, I think it was very unaffordable for me. Um, I, I don't remember what the drop-in rate was. Um, maybe, it was maybe it was free because I went with her, but I never went back to that studio. Um, after that, I started going to Black Swan Yoga, and that was like in 2009, 2010, when you know, Black Swan was still only on 6th Street, that original location. And, uh, and that was really cool for me because it was donation yoga, and I knew I could you know, just give a few dollars if I had it. Um, and if I, you know, I had $10 and I felt really rich and I was like, Ooh, I'm putting $10 in here. Um, so yeah, I, I went, um, uh, more and more to those classes and they had a more accessible schedule. So it was, you know, I could go to a nine or a 10 o'clock yoga, which was great for me. Um, cause I was studying and doing all these things. 
Um, and so when I left Austin to go to Beaumont, they had just launched their online classes. And so that was really cool. And I was like, oh, I can do like, on, like online stuff. And you know, now it's funny, we're talking through Zoom. Who would have thought that yeah. we could do things like this? Um, but, but yeah, I, I just kind of kept with Black Swan because um, you know, in Beaumont, there were no yoga studios. There might've been one, but their hours were not, um, they didn't work with my work schedule being a TV reporter. So, um, so yeah, I, I kind of just kind of followed them. And then when I went to Oklahoma, that's when I did my first teacher training. Um, and I did an Ashtanga teacher training and that was just incredible and eye-opening. And that, that's, I think that's why Oklahoma is such a magical place for me is because that, you know, I, I did, I did so much there um, in terms of personal growth and really finding who I was as a yogi and, and my journey through Ashtanga um, and, you know, some of my first workshops um, were things like literally going out into the woods of Oklahoma and howling at the moon. Like I <laughs> had never done something like that. And I still remember, I was like, these people are howling at the moon. What is going on? And, and, and now I just, I, you know, as you grow as a yogi and, and you kind of get into that environment a little more, you're like, that is so cool. And so Wait, it's so just- you ever get your, your news team to come do cl a class with you and all that? <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably, I don't know what they would have thought of me. <laughs> they already- I'm, not, I'm asking because I'm always like, hey, let's all go to yoga. And like, it's sometimes I get one or two people to come, but I'm always yeah. like, oh, let's do this, let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> we've, got, we've got big groups to go. Yeah. It's kind of like a thing now, like, well, I was telling you about earlier about Austin, like everyone being all close knit. The thing is when you have friends here, they don't just go to the bar, right? They, they go work out, right? So like, yeah. what do you produce? Like you take a class. He used to take me to Wonderlust. Oh, nice. And so like my deal with yoga was that I had never really done it. I'd never taken a class before. I know obviously I didn't have the experience you had, but I almost did. Cause I was like, I think at one of the, the times that like the you second, walked out the first I time. walked out because oh, it was, man. I was like, dude, yeah. I just, I'm not prepared. I'm like, like I got to catch my breath, you know, because I knew the room was getting dark as well. And it's just incredible because I kept going back and I, I felt better. Like every time that I went back, like I just felt better. And we yeah. measured like the flexibility, like before and after, because you know, science, right? And, uh, and like, it was just like, I saw the picture. I was like, dude, that's incredible. Like, like I can like put my palms on the ground. Like, and the crazy thing is he's done yoga, what, every day for what now? like five years five years now. yeah That's awesome yeah and so like i would go and work out at the gym and i'm like he would be talking to me like this and all of a sudden he just gets down and, like does a handstand <laughs> and i'm just like and i would like, i keep talking about it like man like he's I do that. that that's strong and so i, I want to do that so i would try that fall and i was like <laughs> man like you never lifted weights or he's like no i just do yoga like that's all i do <laughs> yeah. I like, that's awesome i want to do that so then like after a while you know, you do it 30 days in a row, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the start, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, people always say, oh, I, I, I don't do yoga because I'm not flexible. And I'm always like, but you don't, like, you don't go to yoga. Like, that's why you should go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why you should go because you're no. not flexible. <laughs> well, being a crime reporter, I'm sure you, the breath work, help at some point right like having to deal with some interesting situations oh yeah absolutely um i i would say you know if it wasn't for yoga i i would be an emotional mess and 
I don't know, some, you could probably ask my husband, he probably still thinks I'm an emotional mess. <laughs> I'm someone who very, very much wears um, my heart on my sleeve. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think that's the beauty of um, being human is, you know, being able to feel emotions and, um, and I'm really good at that. <laughs> but, but yeah, yoga has helped me um, in, in many ways. Because um, I, I think in terms of journalism, you know, you're always out there and you meet people, you know, on their best days when, when you're interviewing people and, you know, they've just won elections or, you know, this great thing has happened to them, but you also meet people on their very worst days, like, like people who just got arrested for capital murder, um, people who've just lost their loved one, um, people who have lost their home in a tornado. Um, so it's very, it's a very big emotional range. Um, and so for me, yoga, it, it very much started off as like, I want to do the cool head handstands and, and the poses and the, you know, arm balances. And, and now it's turned into, I just, I just want to sit and meditate. And, and I've, it's interesting. I've seen my practice very much evolve from very physical only to now, you know, there was a point, even even my most recent comeback to Austin, I, I found myself not doing as much physical practice, but doing a lot more meditation work. And I was, I, you know, just looking back, I'm like, I remember a time where I, I remember learning how to sit and meditate, and I hated it, especially, you know, having the foundation as an Ashtangi, because, you know, we're all go, 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 and how many chaturangas can you get? Um, and so sitting uh, used to be very hard. And now, you know, it's, it's my saving grace because it just, especially right now, it, it's so needed, um, you know, and it's been almost, this quarantine stuff has almost been nice because I've been somewhere where it's like, go, go, go. And, and my new schedule now, I mean, I wake up at midnight um, and I go to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon, which is crazy. And so it's almost like this quarantine thing has given me um, a chance to kind of be still and pause and, um, you know, just kind of be appreciative of, of life again. Yeah. Wow. Uh, with yoga, it's kind of a, a deeper, deeper kind of feeling though. Right. And I, what's, what's interesting is you mentioned Oklahoma and I could, I could see it here for the people listening. It's like your expression of like, you almost thought back and you're like, all those memories came in and all that. Like yoga is not even about flexibility. And I agree with that. It's kind of crazy when people just think like, Oh, I mean, I'm just going to, you know, open up my hamstrings. I'm like, nah, man. I remember there was a time Balda took me to a class and we got done. I, I cried during like a uh, Savasana. Like I was like bawling like a little baby mm -hmm. and I looked over at him and I was like, what? Like, why, why, why I don't get it, you know? And so I went up, our friend was a teacher mm -hmm. and uh, I, she was like, how was the class and everything? I was like, well, I don't know if this is supposed to happen or not, but I'm sure it is, you know, like, but at the very end, like I, you know, I told her and she's like, oh, it was all the hip openers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, whatever. So then like, you know, I started learning more about it. And I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. It's a lot deeper. Right. I mean, it's way yeah. like, it, it wound up being like Savasana was like my favorite part because it was just yeah. the breathing. It was solely just the breathing because I, I was learning how to breathe. Like, yeah. which it's incredible. It's always interesting when you see people like leave early. Yes. Right? I'm like, like, well, wait, you're missing like, 
the best part. Yeah, that is the best part. I mean, really, like that is, I mean, you finally like just get calm and imagine, okay, because the thing is, before you did yoga, were you calm like that all the time? Were you like, you know, like, hey, I could kind of take any kind of, I mean, you were in crime, obviously, as far as reporting, so. Right. But no, was I, was, I was very, what, I would probably describe myself as being very aggressive before yoga. Um, very, <laughs> what's the word? Aggressive, also defensive, um, you know, easily offended and always, and you know, maybe it has to do with, you know, I, my mom um, was a single mom. And so it was just my three sisters and I for a long time growing up. And so you just kind of build this, like, people are out to get me and I'm going to get you if, if you get me type of feeling. Um, and so I was very much, um, yeah, I would say just defensive, like, like come at me type thing. Cause I will come. <laughs> and now, you know, it's just like, I obviously still lives in there, but, but I, I keep her hidden. <laughs> she's, she's meditating. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's in there still. <laughs> she's still there. <laughs> we went, we went to ACL a couple years ago and um, I don't know if you know this band justice or not, but they're a dance like duo. Uh -huh. He went to the crowd and sat down and started meditating while everyone else is like hopping around and everything. Wow. I mean, the focus, the thing is, I know he was like, I know he was doing it. Like, it's pretty incredible. Like the amount of focus that it takes just to meditate. And I think that's a kind of what like scares people, but it's not, it's not that hard. It's just, you just got to sit there and just kind of like, and Baller tells me like focus on one thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's interesting because uh, one of the things that I, I told my, Kate, um, one of my mentors before that is like, sometimes I find it easier to meditate when there's lots of noise. Mm -hmm. and recently, I've found out about, or I was reading this passage about meditation on like, being able to, like, if you're not smelling the scent that you have on like the, like the, you know, I, right now I'm using like frankincense incense, mm -hmm. and, and like, and some meditation music that means that you're still thinking either in the present or in, or in the future, or I mean, you're still thinking in the future or in the past and the ability to recognize that you're sensing these senses right now can allow you to bring those things to the present. Yeah. Sometimes. And even before I knew that philosophy of it, it was like, Oh, this is so easy to meditate because I can just dr focus on drowning it out. And then I would just get lost. And it was yeah. cool. <laughs> Man, that, that takes some concentration. I don't think most people can kind of start off that way, but he just told me, he's like, all right, just focus on kind of like the one thing and then just breathe along like in a pattern to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, I try to do like five deep breaths. Yeah. Like I figure if I can do like five deep, like Ujjayi breaths and then like go into the stomach and like engage the stomach. Right. Like if I can do that, I'll feel like a lot better afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the cool thing about meditation is there's so many different ways to do it. Um, and I'm sure my teachers would probably be very disappointed that I can't think of the names of each meditation, but you know, just a few ones. Um, one of my teachers, Sean, uh, from practice yoga, Austin, he works a lot with, um, you know, kids who've been in the juvenile system. And so what he would do is, he would bring like items. Um, this is a random rock that my mom got me from Mexico, but you know, you just hold the item and you just 
like ground yourself in this item. So you, you would just start thinking like, okay. And then just constantly just having something to ground you. Um, another way, like you said, um, breathing, obviously, um, like just focusing, almost even visualizing, like visualizing the air that's coming in through the nose and then visualizing the path that it's taking out and, and just focusing on, on, on that going in and out. Um, you know, another form that I, you know, sometimes before bed that I'll do is yoga nidra. Um, yoga nidra is, is really good. Um, that's something that one of my teachers, she's been on your podcast, Shanti, um, yes. he, she taught me about yoga nidra. Um, so there, you know, there's so many, so many different ways. Um, one of my, my teacher in Oklahoma, Andrew Epler, the Ashtangi, we would meditate on the flicker of a flame, like a candle flame. And you just watch that the whole th time. So, I mean, there is just, it, it's so cool how, you know, if, if one thing doesn't work for you, like being able to sit in the middle of a concert and <laughs> zone everything out, like maybe a rock will help or, you know, flame. It just, you know, there's so many things out there. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you had, uh, like I asked you about the, the attitude earlier, you had that shift, right? Cause you were just like saying like it was pr like past tense, right? Like, so like, that's not you anymore? No, I, I wouldn't say it is. I think there are times where now I've learned to kind of pause and, and, and think like, okay, what, what's the best way to respond? And, and sometimes like, if I do respond a certain way, I'm like, oh man. I, maybe I shouldn't have responded that way. <laughs> and I kind of come back to it. And, and so I think, um, you know, that and also with therapy work, um, I love therapy work. So gay therapist out there. Um, but I think, you know, just doing our best and kind of learning, learning about who we are and learning about our behaviors, I think um, it is the best, the best way really to learn more about yourself. Um, you know, being able to recognize the type of things you do, why you do it, and, and what your motivation is behind it. And also, you know, what, what created that motivation to happen like it does. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's, I, I think it's part of the, you know, one aspect of health and wellness. And I think that's one of the reasons why I think I actually reached out to you was, you know, because you probably talk about it since like you changed as a person, you changed your mentality, you kind of like, you grew, right? You said, Hey, this is part of like what helped me take care of myself so that I can be better at everything that I do. Right. Like I'm sure not only you noticed it in like news, you probably noticed it like in your relationships, right? Like you just, those got better. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. I'm sure. So that's, it, it's it's not the only thing you do though, right? I'm pretty sure you do other things too. Right? You eat healthy. Like, you, I mean, what do you eat? Austin's a restaurant town now, so you got to eat something here all the time. What what's your favorite? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I've nutrition has been an interesting thing for me. I've um, for a while I did um, the Beachbody at home workouts, and I think they have a great like. Um, they were great for me at the time because I, you know, my schedule was crazy and the gym hours didn't work. You know, the gym opened at a certain hour and that wasn't working for when I was waking up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so Beachbody's at-home workouts were great. And I think they give a good 
solid foundation of nutrition of what, you know, you're supposed to just generally eat. But after that, I kind of, I kind of graduated from that and started noticing a lot of different things. Um, so I realized recently that I, I have a lot of gut issues and I didn't really know what that meant. You know, I always, you know, I'll be honest, I would hear people say I'm gluten-free and I would, you know, kind of roll my eyes at it and be like, whatever, <laughs> you're dumb, you know, and I'd, keep, I'd, 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 and I'd keep eating, you know, and then I'd notice like, oh, my stomach hurts and it, and it became a recurring thing. You know, if we, we wanted to go eat somewhere and be like, you know, my husband would always say, well, what do you want to eat? I don't know. Wherever we eat out, my stomach is going to hurt. And so after a few years, I kind of got bored of that. I was like, why does my stomach hurt? Like something is up here. Like what is going on? So it took me a few years, but I finally started to listen to that. Um, so I worked with a uh, dietitian in town. Um, she's great. The prevention dietitian, um, Lindsay Cruz. And, uh, and so I realized I have gut issues and I have gluten intolerances. And so like when I first learned, I just, it was almost like, this is funny, but not really, but <laughs> it's always like, damn it. I can't eat all those yeah, things. I'm going to get fun of myself the whole time. <laughs> People come so, in after sensitivity test and they come in to get their results. And it's like, just don't tell me I'm allergic to eggs, you know, like, or just don't tell me I'm, I can't eat pizza anymore. And I'm just yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll kind of be like silent. I'm like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. People yeah. love food, right? Like they, you were mad, like you were kind yeah. of mad at it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it took a lot of work to really understand, like, you know, it doesn't mean we have to stop eating, like, the pizza because, you know, nowadays there, there are so many different ways to make pizza. You know, you have almond flour crust, um, uh, cauliflower crust. Of course, there's a lot of, like, the, the gums, the, like, the xanthan gums, and it's, you got to be aware of, like, the ingredients. And if you are going to make that decision, you know, you've got to know, okay, I'm knowingly making this decision and I knowingly know what the results are going to be. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's been interesting recently, my food journey. I also dabbled a little bit in being paleo-ish. Um, so that was, that was interesting. Um, and, and it used to what why, was you say, why, why, why do you say ish? Like ish. Why, you say interesting ish. Like what happened there? <laughs> well, I... You know, I, I think a lot, um, like the original paleo, when it, when it came out, like what was, you know, when, when that fad came through, maybe what was it, four or five years ago that came in really strong. Now, yeah. now it's all about keto. I, I don't even know what <laughs> keto is, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. um, it was all about, you know, making sure that your meat was grass fed and all that. And well, one, one of the things that we haven't talked about is as a TV reporter, um, especially when you're first starting, like you make no money, like money is non-existent. <laughs> you have to be in the industry for at least six, seven years before Man. maybe you, you know, you I mean, it's just like playing baseball. Like, yeah, you have to it's go like the, the minors, you're in the minor leagues right now. That's what it was, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I was like, you just explained about the whole journey. It's like, that's like triple A and like double A ball. Yeah, that's you funny. have to go and grind it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, being able to buy like grass fed beef, like was not like, I could not do that. So I would just buy like okay, you know, ground turkey and, um, and, but being paleo, I think 
also kind of helped me in terms of the, this gluten intolerance that I didn't know I had because you know there are, it's it's not really like you don't do bread and, and things like that so you know just different things so um, it introduced me to things like almond flour and whole 30 and so like, you know, it just, it was a good base and a good, like just little tool to put in my toolbox of food knowledge. So. That's cool. I have a, I have a question for you. Um, going yeah. back to the news side of things, what's the, how would you explain the difference of like, uh, of being an anchor and like being a reporter? Because like, it seems like everyone wants to be the anchor, right? Mm -hmm. Like from the outside in, I'm always like, I want to be out there. Like, like if I was doing that, I want to go like find out what the hell is going on, like right yeah. in front of my face kind of deal. So tell me, explain to me that difference because I'm pretty sure there are other people that felt that way too. <laughs> well, let's see. So when I was a reporter, you know, just like any job, I think that there are a lot of, you know, pros and cons, good and bad things. Um, and, and just like any job in any industry, you know, politics come into play and, and things like that. I think, um, I think if money was maybe no issue, I think, I think more people would be okay with being reporters. But, um, you know, the sad reality with journalism is um, it, it's very unaffordable to live. And, um, and there's a big push right now in the minority journalism community that is trying to highlight how how much of a privilege it is to be a TV journalist, um, because you know a lot of a lot of times they're in the Hispanic communities and also Black communities um, and minority communities. It, it's kind of I can speak from my own experience and and perhaps some of my friends. Um, in that, you know, you're first generation here and, and you have this heavy burden of making sure that your family is going to go on and is going to continue. And you don't have that luxury of being able to, you know, call up your aunt or uncle, you know, and ask them for a few couple thousand dollars. Like that, that doesn't happen. Um, and, and so I remember, you know, even just my husband and I in our first job, like there were definitely times where we we would get like 99 cent jack-in-the-box tacos because that's what we could afford. Um, racking up credit cards, um, student loans, and things like that. And, um, you know, when I moved to Austin, it was, it was barely enough to, to live comfortably. Um, and that's been what, even just four short years ago now. And, you know, we, we were living in an apartment um, and, and we could have chosen to move out, you know, maybe to Round Rock or something. But, you know, if there's the appeal of just wanting to live in Austin. So our apartment, we had cockroaches and things like <laughs> that. And, and I mean, it, we just, it, it happened and, and, you know, it, it's blessed me in a way that I'm so much more appreciative. And so I, when you get into those positions beyond um, being a reporter, I think that the money is, is a little bit better. And, um, and to, you know, if you want to be a TV journalist, you also want to be on camera. And so, you know, anchors, they are on TV a little bit more. Um, but, but I think for me, the reason I wanted to be an anchor is because I wanted to see people in a position like that 
who looked like me. Um, because it, in Oklahoma, there were, there were no people <laughs> on the evening news that looked like me. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I think that's why. And, and there's a lot of different reasons. And, it, you know, and it's funny that you also bring that up because as, as we're going through this situation right now, I find myself like, oh my gosh, I'm an anchor, but I want to be out there like telling the stories. And, and even one of my managers said to me, like, because I, I asked for a work day because I want to work on some of these stories out in the community that I'm seeing. And I said, hey, can I have a work day so I can work on some of these stories? And he said, you mean instead of anchoring? <laughs> well, yes, but you know, it, it, but I'm working on the story so we can have content for next week. And he was like, well, that's weird. I have never heard of an anchor wanting to do that. And, and I was like, well, I, you know, I want to tell these stories. He was like, fine, just do whatever you want. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. I, I love that. I love that answer. That's great. That's yeah, awesome. that's, look, I know it's hard work. I know what you're doing. I mean, it's, you're an essential part of the community, right? Because you, you can, you can choose to speak on many different things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what we didn't discuss was obviously race and for the people listening, yes, like to be Mexican American, it's, it's a lot different. It really is just like anything else, right? Your first generation, your what second. Yeah. But first, first, really, yeah, I'm, I'm second generation, but my parents were the first ones to go to college, you yeah. know? So like I, we like after that, my parents established like you're going to school, like that's not even an option, you know? So yeah. that changed a lot. And the interesting thing about it is we just like anyone else have to work our butts off, you know, just to get anywhere in life and you put the work in, right. There's a lot of people who just kind of like, all right, you know, just give it, you know, just hand it to me. Right. I'm just like, no, yeah, to really make it anywhere. Like you gotta, you gotta throw that effort in and you know, what you're doing is no different than what we're doing as entrepreneurs as well. I mean, honestly, I could tell you right now, uh, Balda took a pay cut coming here, you know, like he, he took a big pay cut, you know, and so did I starting a business, you know, and it's, it's, it's incredible because we consider ourselves a startup, right? And it's those things where it's just like, all right, just keep planning, keep planning, keep looking at what you have ahead of you. And when you do that, money looks at you in a whole different perspective and you look at it in the same. It's more like, hmm, what am I really searching after, after all this work, right? Yeah. It's not the idea that, I have a big fat paycheck because I, I had a lot of money. I was getting paid and I hated my job. Like at one point, you know, it was, it was, it doesn't mean anything, right? It doesn't. And I look at it now and say, all right, cool. I'd much rather do what I'm doing right now because I love it. And I feel like it is serving a purpose for the community, just like what you're doing. And it's cool because you know, you can go to bed at night knowing you did, you know, something good. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's really cool. So, I mean, it, it's kind of like uh, the idea that, you know, what we're going through right now, you get on a podcast and you kind of share a little bit about what's kind of made you the person you are to withstand everything that's going on. But at the same time, it's like, this might be something that could help you on your path, right? And the, the yoga thing, it's always special for me, you know, because uh, Baldo showed me it and it's like, that helped me with health. I teach him stuff about vitamins, which is cool. So now he can talk a lot about vitamins, which is cool. You ought to hear him. He's brilliant. And then, uh, like I said about the, like the lunch and learn stuff, you know, I, I think it's cool because people want to know more. 
they want, they always want the education and that's really what it comes down to. And that's what you are. I mean, you go out and you speak a wise word and you tell people like, this is what's going on out there and uh, people want to be informed and there's a lot that's going on out there and people have to kind of search through all of it. Right. Yeah. And so I think more anything else, if you can take care of something, you can take care of what's immediately surrounding you, your environment, your community. And uh, I think local is always cool. Right. I mean, keep it, yeah. keep it local. Right. I yeah. mean, that's how I look at it. So yeah, that's cool. So um, man, I can't, we, is, is it time? Yeah. I, I know we could probably keep going and it seems like we just got started, but thank you so much for today. Um, I know that, you know, you got a lot going on and so we appreciate the time, but uh, if anyone wanted to kind of follow you a little bit more and hear more about you, where would they find you? Yeah. So right now I'm at Les Rangel on Fox seven on Instagram and then on Facebook too, Leslie Rangel on Fox seven. Um, I know a lot of people will give me slack because I say Rangel it should be Ranghel, but I still remember my dad sat me down and he taught me how to pronounce it in English. And in his accent, he tried so hard to teach me how to pronounce it in English. So I'm keeping it in English. It's Rangel. <laughs> Bless his heart. That's cool. So, so yeah, um, Les, Les Rangel on Box 7, Leslie Rangel on Box 7. I still have, the, I still have my account, The News Yogi. That's kind of just living there um, for, for like all my plans that I have that I haven't come to fruition yet. So it's still there, but I'm, you know, I'm still have the hashtag and that handle, but it'll reroute you to the other one. So the news Yogi or Les Rangel on Fox 7. You can find me, so. That's awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Yeah, thanks guys. Stay all right. safe. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.